to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're celebrating Valentine's Day with Hindi cinema's current reigning sweetheart, Alia Bhatt. First up, Two States with Arjun Kapoor, and then Humpty Sharma Ki Dahania with Varun Dhawan, both from 2014. Then we're going to follow that up with 2015's box office flop, Shandar, featuring Shahid Kapoor as Alia Bhatt's romantic companion. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome back, lovers. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We're recording this a couple days before Valentine's Day, so we hope that, depending on when you're listening to this, you're anticipating having a fun Valentine's Day, you are having a fun Valentine's Day, or you had a fun Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, we decided to celebrate today as opposed to Sunday. This is Friday. We're recording on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And so today... Friday the 12th. Yeah, a couple days before Valentine's Day, and today we actually went for a spa day. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, and uh, Matt got his toenails painted. Yeah, um, you can put it in the show notes, picture if you want. Yeah. They're green. They're lime green, and yeah. they glow in black light. Yeah. They look just like Aliabat's uh, Linga in Humpty Sharma Kitalhania. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah. Yeah. Good color. Yeah. I think they look good. They look nice. The estheticians were very excited that you painted your nails. Yeah. Um, We also promised that we would make a shout out to a local restaurant on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few kind of um, Indian culture things that we've been up to over the past couple weeks since we last recorded that I think we want to quickly discuss. And the first is we tried this new restaurant near our place. Well, relatively new. It's new to us. Yeah, new to us. Narayani's, which is right by our house. And if you're in the old Strathcona area, I would definitely recommend it if you like Indian food. Yeah, it's South Indian, uh, which is different than a lot of the other Indian restaurants here. A culture clash reflected in the film Two States. Exactly. Coming up soon. Yeah, uh, different style of Indian food than most of the other Indian restaurants in Edmonton. A lot of the Indian restaurants in Edmonton tend to be Northern Indian, and this is South Indian. Um, So a lot of different styles of dishes. And on Tuesday nights, they actually do an all-vegan buffet. So if you're looking for places to take your vegetarian friends or your vegan friends, uh, that's a good good call. Yeah, it's Um, beautiful inside, good food. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. And I have been taking a Bollywood dance class. Mm-hmm. For the past few weeks. Um, so I've been signed up for a class at the U of A. I think I'm the only one other than our instructor in the class who isn't currently a student of an alumni. Um, I've been learning all sorts of dance moves mm-hmm. and showing them to you. What do you think? Have I, have I been improving? The one you're doing right now is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of mimicking my... Uh, my dancing. But it's been really interesting. So we've been uh, doing kind of classical Bollywood style dancing as well as Bhangra. And oh my God, is Bhangra tiring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's very high energy and a lot of fun. And we've actually been choreographing a dance to Dewani Mastani from Bajra Mastani. Mm. So I've kind of really appreciated that we're doing, I don't know, a song I listen to quite often from one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm getting better, but I've certainly been developing a, the appreciation for the different dance styles in Bollywood cinema because of this, as well as I'm more aware now, I think, of how they're editing the dances for the screen. So when... You're choreographing a dance for kind of like a stage for a live audience. Uh, you can ha- 
all the gestures have to be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always notice about the dances in the films is that, you know, all the women I mean, and men are usually doing like very kind of small gestures that the camera can focus on. Hmm. But when you have a live audience, it's very different. Hmm. Um, so I've learned a lot of steps. I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I've never taken a dance class in my life. I have no coordination. And I think I'm actually picking something up. So it's kind of like the opposite of what happened with uh, movies when they started off because stage actors had to project a lot more in uh, silent films. And yeah. And you kind of... It, to our eyes, it feels a little bit overacted and you know melodramatic, but that was the style of the day that was you know expressed in silent films. But yeah. as technology got better, you could pick up people's you know um, facial expressions with better cameras, and you could hear people when t- sound came along. Yeah, and because of kind of the nature of cinema, because you can have long, medium, and close-up shots um, when you're putting together a dance sequence for a film, it's very different, I, th- I think, than when you're choreographing something for a live audience because the live audience only has that one point of view, mm-hmm. whereas a camera has multiple points of view. And it has also made me realize how uh, they can structure things to reserve kind of dancers' energy because, oh my God, you tire out so quickly. And I mean, Dewani Mastani isn't even that high energy of a song. Like, it, it picks up in places. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a softer song compared to some other ones. And, you know, I mean, for someone like myself who is not in shape, has no coordination and no dance experience, I, I sometimes find that I get tired really quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the idea of it, too, though. It's exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, how much of it is about. You know, certain ways that you hold your hand and certain ways that you move your head as well as the steps. So I've been really enjoying it and it's certainly given me uh, another perspective on the cinema because as we know, like dance is so integral to the movies that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all three of these movies feature dancing. Are you happy about that? Yeah. Always. You always get sad when we watch stuff without dancing. Well, I mean, it's, it's a fun part of the, you know, the genre. Mm-hmm. It's different from other film cultures. Mm-hmm. I always like it. Yeah. So I still have a few classes yet. So, uh, so I guess we'll we'll check back in to see how that went, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been really enjoying it. Are you doing a recital? I no. 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 I don't. I, I don't want to get. A Are they planning one? No. Oh. Okay. No. It's just at the at the U of A at our uh, our old university and like our through, alma mater. Yeah, through the um, University of Alberta, by the way. The recreational kind of uh, phys ed type courses that you can take, which you have access to as an alumni. Um, so, you know, you're in the Edmonton area or even anywhere else, like it's, and you're looking for kind of fitness classes to take or dance classes to take. It's always worth checking out like your local community college or university because they might be offering things. Um, that you have access to, even if you're not a student, that are a little bit cheaper than elsewhere. Well, if you're, you know, having graduated, you get mm-hmm. a discount. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't really get a discount, but oh. it's still cheaper than going to like a dance studio, which I mean, maybe if I can keep this up, I could look at a dance studio, mm-hmm. but with no dance experience whatsoever, I was really intimidated. And my friend Leah, uh, she asked me if I wanted to do this with her and I, I don't think I would have gone had she not asked me. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I really appreciate that. That's good. Yeah. So unfortunately we have no new reviews this week, Matt. No. 
Um, maybe it's because our last episode was too long for anyone to get through. Maybe everyone's just still writing out their reviews, like storing one up. Maybe. Uh, we promised this episode we'd be a bit shorter. Um, but if you like the show and you want to give us some feedback, you want to let us know how awesome we are, or you want to hear us uh, try and pronounce uh, Hindi names. Send us a name. We'll try it. <laughs> Please uh, give us a review on iTunes, and uh, we'll read it out at the top of our next show. Mm-hmm. All right. We're ready to uh, move into the main topic of discussion here? Sure. Well, we are talking about the phenomenal actress, Alia Bhatt, mm-hmm. who I just learned is only 22 years old and has made like five movies already. <laughs> and I would say that most of them are pretty solid movies, too. Yeah. We're big fans of Alia Bhatt, even though she's very new to the scene, but we're mm-hmm. also new to the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been able to catch up with all five of her films relatively quickly. Um, and yeah, I, I'd seen Humpty Sharma Kitahania before I'd seen Two States. So, sorry, I'd seen Humpty Sharma Kitahania before I had seen Student of the Year, which was our first film, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked about back when we were talking about kind of the next generation and up and coming Bollywood stars, I believe our fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to hear us talk about two, Student of the Year, please listen to that. Um, and I think right from... The get-go from both Humpty Sharmaki Dohania and Student of the Year. Like, she has a presence. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's not just that she is beautiful, because she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because this girl is adorable and sexy and elegant. Like, she's just kind of stunning. Um, and But a really, like, sweet persona. She's a girl next appearance. door, generally. Yeah. Shania is not quite the girl's next door, but, uh, you know... It's, she's got a Betty Cooper aspect. Yeah. Well, and she's got like this kind of silver spoon aspect about her too, mm-hmm. um, which translates also into kind of like her real life persona. So she's Veronica and Betty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She's the, the daughter of Mahash Bhatt and Sony Razdan. Mahash Bhatt is a popular and prolific producer and director who's responsible for many important and big Bollywood hits. Um, and so she's... She, she's from a filmy family. She has a certain air of privilegedness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that she works that to her advantage in her film. So in addition to the three that we're talking about today and soon of the year, she also did a film, Highway, with Imtiaz Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, Imitaz? I think it's Imitaz. Imitaz? Imitaz yeah. Ali. Um, which is kind of a revelation. If you've only seen... Ali Abbott from these three films we're talking about or Student of the Year. Check out Highway. We won't be talking about it now, but it's definitely a lot more serious. It's the sort of thing that, you know, when a film culture wants to send things off to foreign awards, you send something <laughs> like this as opposed to the, you know, traditional fun things you keep for back home. Yeah. Uh, she- Highway is very, uh, it's an interesting look at uh, a part of India that you don't get to see a lot mm-hmm. and um, just a really emotional story that isn't. The kind of melodrama that you get in a lot of the regular Bollywood movies. Yeah, she plays a young, privileged and sheltered woman uh, who's kind of about to be married, who ends up being kidnapped and develops Stockholm Syndrome for her kidnapper, played by Randy Puda. Um, well worth checking out. Very interesting film that I'm sure we're going to at some point. Um, but really shows Alia Bhatt's range. Mm-hmm. Um, she has two upcoming films, Utad. Punjab, which is a neo-noir thriller about substance abuse. Cool. Uh, I'm into that. Yeah, very different than what I think we usually see her in. And uh, Kapoor and Sons, which is a family dramedy, which 
think is a lot more typical of the kind of fare we're expecting from her. Uh, that one looks interesting because she's paired off with uh, uh, Siddhartha. Siddhartha uh, Maholtra, yeah. Siddhartha Maholtra from uh, Student of the Year, where we've seen her paired off with uh, Varun Dewan a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Well, both of them are in Student of the Year, but she ends up... No, she ends up with Siddhartha in that one. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, 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 Varun shows up in Humpty Sharma Kill Dohani, which we'll talk about in a second. But it's interesting to see the other guy in that movie get a shot at being the romantic lead. Yeah, well, I mean, the three of them did become overnight sensations because of the student of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think out of all three of them, Ali Abad is the one that I gravitate towards the most. I mean, maybe because I do identify with her somewhat. The, the kinds of characters that she plays, I think, are very girly but then have, they always have more going on under the surface than their initial kind of appearance suggests. Mm-hmm. And I think Ali Bot's very good at playing those layers so effortlessly. I think she's a she's an actress who would be very easy to dismiss because she is 22, she's from a filmy family, and she's gorgeous. But she's using her talent she's not i think using you know resting on her laurels she is mm-hmm. she's a very talented young actress mm-hmm. so two states which is a film she made after student of the year um these are actually oh no sorry it's this film she made after highway um these are actually Ali Abad's last three films they're all romantic comedies to some degree and i think all a great pick for valentine's day right yeah two states is definitely the most uh, dramatic of the three movies we're going to talk about yeah. But it's uh, based on a novel, which is kind of, you know, doesn't happen as often in Bollywood movies as it does in Hollywood movies. No. But it was directed by Abhishek Varman, and the novel was written by Chetan Bhagat. And from what I understand, this novel is, it was a bestseller in India, and it's very much um, his own kind of autobiography about meeting and falling in love with his wife. The author. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Alia plays... Anyana Swaminthan, a uh, business student from a Tamil family down south in India, mm-hmm. and Arjun Kapoor from our you know film we really like called Gunde, <laughs> Gunde. Uh, he plays Krish Malhotra, and he's a Punjabi student from Delhi. And Ali Abad has gone to I think it's Delhi. She's gone to Delhi University, and she meets uh, Krish Malhotra there. I don't... It's a business school. They're getting their MBAs in uh, management. I don't remember the name of the school. Well, the building they use, I've seen called Delhi University <laughs> in a lot of movies. So Right. We just watched Rang Dipistani and you think it's the same set. I'm sure it's the same building. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so there is a culture clash here because the two kids, they get along okay and they eventually fall in love with each other. But when it comes to meeting re- their respective families... Then things get a little dicey. So Amrita Singh and Ronit Roy are Krish's mother and father, and Revathi and Shriv Kumar Subramiam play Anyana's mother and father. So uh, Rohit, Ronit Roy is a, I think he's a private detective or something. He used to be a cop, and he's violent, angry. He's never gotten along with his son that well. Uh, you know, hits his mother occasionally, and it's just a bad home life for Krish. And he's essentially like checked out of the family, mm-hmm. where um, Krish's mother is very protective and also kind of racist. I would say the uh, yeah, these schools aren't anywhere near each other. The um, the school that they're at is uh, the Indian Institute of Management, Ahmedabad. 
um, or I I am Ahmedabad, um, which is in Gujarat, um, and the yeah the University of Delhi. Okay. Ranked up Asani is a completely different school. <laughs> anyway, it looked it looked similar. Yeah. But uh, I think we're just not. I mean, we live in Canada, so those kind of like open air type. Um, yeah. Concepts. It is really weird. Very different. It is really weird to see like courtyards that um, are outside. That are outside, yeah. and you know walkways that aren't covered in uh, um, headways. Like because here a bunch of the year there's snow. It's cold and. Whenever we travel, we always find that very difficult. I notice that whenever we see a film set in like a high school in California, and I'm like, yeah. their lockers well, are outside? Yeah, that high school from Buffy that was also in Brick. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting back <laughs> to the story. So, Ali Bot's family is very traditional and quiet and contemplative. And speaking of architecture, a big part of the uh, uh, scenery in the movie is there's a courtyard right in the middle of their house where rain mm. kind of falls in. Just right into the middle of the house. Mm -hmm. And we ourselves find this as weird as... uh, Not weird, but just different. As uh, Arjun Kapoor's character, because he's from Delhi. So, you know, he's a classic Punjabi, you know, likes to party, very close to his mother. um, And Mm -hmm. she comes from a more intellectual family, let's say. Contemplative. Contemplative, serious. And the movie resolves around these two getting married... And come hell or high water, getting their parents to agree. Yeah, it's very much about... I mean, the two states themselves are referring to the two provinces. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very much about the culture clash in India of falling in love with someone who's from a completely different culture than you and having to get your family to fall in love with them and their family as much as you are in love with them. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's not just as simple as, you know, boy meets girl, they fall in love, they get married. It's a lot more complicated than that. You could have a similar story in Canada, actually, with Quebec being its own, you know, separate culture. I It it wouldn't be quite the same, it but you, you, could same. Have, you could have something similar, though, I think. It wouldn't be the same, because I think so much of the relationship hinges on... Uh, getting Aliabot's father's approval for them to get married because she's not about to kind of break with tradition and run off with this guy. You yeah. Know, they still want their parents' approval. Yeah, later on in the story, Krish actually moves down to Chennai, I think, where they mm-hmm. live. And he starts working at a branch of the bank that he ends up graduating and working for. He moves all the way down there and becomes immersed in her culture and basically tries to do the classic um, romance the family thing, yeah. which we're going to see again in Humpty Sharma, Kidalhania. But it's it seems to be a trope in Indian films that, uh, you know, you fall in love with a girl, that part's easy. Getting the family to like you, that's the difficult part. Exactly. And this film has a, a bit of a framing narrative where Arjun Kapoor is narrating uh, what's happened to him kind of at his therapist's office. Yeah, and he said he's contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. So there, there is stakes in this film. It's not just a uh, breezy, fun movie. Yeah, and so the first half of the film uh, takes place when they're in school and kind of falling in love. And then the second half is kind of, you know, they decide that they want to get married and they're kind of courting each other's respective families. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ali Abad goes to Punjab and 
into Delhi and, you know, kind of has the culture shock of, you know, this is completely different. These people are they completely keep, opposite of what I'm like. They keep calling her a madrasin, which is a antique oh. word that is somewhat offensive to Tamil people now. Yes. Yes. She's always correcting. And I love, there's a scene where she goes to a Punjabi wedding and, uh, and the, the bride and groom are named Duke and is it Minty or Minty. Pinky? No, it's Minty. Minty. Um, One of those classic Punjabi names. And, you know, there's a bit of a conflict around the dowry and mm-hmm. Alibaba just kind of steps in there and deals with everything. And I love how I love how these films really like contrast the different um, cultural traditions because you see kind of two different kinds of yeah. weddings in this movie it's it's very interesting but what i really what i really love about this movie is the chemistry between arjun kapoor and ali abad and watching them fall in love at school and i mm-hmm. maybe that's because it's what i found most relatable mm-hmm. there's a wonderful song sequence that kind of like fast forwards through a year of their life and shows them at every uh, kind of Indian festival throughout the year. And even um, Christmas too, I think. Yeah. There's like a winter festival. Yeah, there's like a winter festival and they go to Holi. There's also like a super seamy sex sex scene in that. Yeah, out of cl- out of character for most Bollywood movies. but. Well, I mean, I think from our perspective, I think we're seeing... I mean, I say super steamy, but it's super steamy for a Bollywood, Bollywood movie. Yeah. Um, I think between this... Shirts are taken off. And they're in the shower. Yeah, yeah. I think between this and she also throws condoms at him at one point. Like, yeah, I've never seen a condom in a uh, Bollywood movie before. Yeah, but I think between kind of uh, Ben Baja Bharat and Shad Desi Romance and now Two States, all these movies coming out uh, within the past five-ish years, I think we're starting to see more kind of progressive attitudes towards young people and sex in Bollywood films. And young actors willing to go for it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, having been in a similar situation of being in university and, you know, kind of being on your own for the first time and falling in love, I I really responded to that aspect of the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think when it starts to become about the culture clash, while I found it interesting, I didn't connect with it as much. Well, I mean... You don't necessarily need to understand all of the things about the cultures to connect with the story. I mean, everyone's family is weird. Yeah, that's not... I don't don't think it's that. I think it might have spent a little bit too much time unraveling the mystery of why Krishna Hotra's family is so broken. Yeah. When it's more interesting to see the Punjabi and Tamil families fighting each other. Yeah, I don't think it's that I can't personally relate to this culture clash, which I can't. I think it's that the film kind of gets bogged down and repetitive mm. in these sections where like the same conflict just keeps coming up, you know, that the Punjabis keep calling uh, the Tamilians Madrasi and the Tamilians are, don't understand that the Punjabis want like gifts. Like it just, it starts to become, I think a bit. The Punjabi people seem very materialistic yeah. when it comes to getting married and stuff. And the Tamil people don't really seem to like that part of it. No, it doesn't seem to be well, and you and you see that in their their houses as well. Kind mm-hmm. of in Ali Abbott's family's house, it's a lot more sparse mm-hmm. um, than what you have in Arjun Kapoor's family home. I just think it started to get a bit repetitive. Like you just started to feel like you know we spent all this time with in Delhi with one family, 
And it was kind of the same thing when we go to the next family in Chennai. We just kind of go through all the same motions, but from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that they invigorated the second half of the film as much as I would have liked. Because yeah. I, I thought the first half was really kind of... I don't know. It was really lovely like just watching these two people who really seem to fall for one another. Well, Alia Bhatt seems to kind of disappear away from her Tamil heritage while she's at school. Because mm. it, it's almost a big surprise to Krish to find out, what, your family lives in Chennai? And kind of have to go down there and learn about the place? Because it really isn't an issue at all in the beginning, which is kind of a downside to her performance. I don't... like. I wouldn't understand any real difference between her. Mm-hmm. Like, she does not play, as far as we could tell, I mean, we don't speak the language, so there's probably some sort of um, linguistic things that she's doing that you could tell that she's from a different part of the country. But, like, I didn't really get it that uh, until we find out concretely. Yeah, and when she's at school, she's dressed a lot more modern um, mm-hmm. than in the second half of the film. She's just a lot more traditional. Yeah, when she goes back to her parents. Um, which I think we see in a lot of Bollywood films, kind of, you know, when we have the first the first half, which is the love story, um, the women are always just, just kind of more modern, and then when they have to settle down, they kind of become a lot more traditional. Well, DDLJ again, going from London to the old country. Yeah, or I think we even see it in a Cocktail with Topeka Padukone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when she decides that she doesn't want to be puts pants on. this party girl anymore. Um, she becomes a lot more traditional, which is... An aspect of Bollywood cinema and its attitudes toward women that I find less progressive than a lot of the other aspects that I find very progressive. Mm -hmm. Um, So that always kind of disappoints me. Um, I still really enjoy this film, and I will say the cinematography is beautiful. Every shot in this movie, I think, looks great. Yeah, it's a really uh, interesting-looking movie, and a lot of the sets they use, especially once they get down to Chennai, it's really amazing uh, location shooting. Yeah, I really, really love the way this movie looks. And it is really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I just think I don't fall in love with it mm-hmm. um, as much as I do some other Bollywood romances. Yeah. All I bought in Arjun Kapoor are fine in it, though. They're not giving a bad performance, but I feel I like... Think, you know what? I actually think Arjun Kapoor is more at home here than he is in things like Tevar and Gunde. I would actually prefer to see him in these kind of roles. Yeah, he doesn't seem to make that many movies, is the thing. Like, Alia Bots made five movies in, like, three years. Mm-hmm. She made three movies in 2014. Highway also came out in 2014. Yeah, whereas Arjun Kapoor is maybe, like, one a year. So, I'm interested to see what he does soon. But Alia Bot, excellent in this film, and we're going to talk more about her in a little bit here. Yes. So, next up is Humpty Sharma Ki Dalhanya. But first, we're going to go to Interval. I said this would be a shorter episode than our last one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play a song from Humpty Sharma Kido. Yes. Uh, so we're going to play D Sedance, uh, which I think is one of my favorite Bollywood tunes. I listen to the song all the time. It gets me super pumped. Um, and this is the one where you see the, the nail collar that I'm wearing. <laughs> yes. this Actually, this linga that Ali Abad is wearing in this song is probably my favorite outfit in all of Bollywood. Although... Now that I say that, I realize it's the exact same colors I wore to my high school graduation a decade ago. Well, I knew that. So So it's like, it's like lime green skirt with a bright pink. And she's, I mean, she's got this amazing kind of like charcoal gray, smoky eye and bright pink lips. I just, I love 
this look. I think it's gorgeous. We'll link to this so you don't have to imagine it. Check yeah. out our show notes for this one. Yeah. So this is D Sedance from Humpty Sharma Kitalhania. <laughs> Welcome back, lovers. That was D Sedance from Humpty Sharma Ki Dalhania. Yeah, so like all three movies on this list, <laughs> uh, Humpty Sharma Ki Dalhania bears the imprimatur of Karen Johar. Yes. Uh, so apart from Highway, I guess Karen Johar has been involved in all of Ali Bot's movies, at least in a certain extent. Because he directed Student of the Year, and then he's been a producer on all these. He even appears in Shandar. Yeah. In a hilarious role, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, a hilarious extended cameo. But uh, Amdi Sharma Kidalhania is definitely in this in the you know Karen Johar realm. I think the color scheme reminds me of that, and a little bit of the intertextuality of the movie because it is referencing a lot of Karen Johar movies throughout. Yeah, and most kind of explicitly. DDLJ. Which um, he appeared in. Which he appeared in and also kind of, uh, I think, is a bit of like an or text for Karen Johar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of establishes, uh, you know, that um, appealing to the NRI audience as well as, I think, um, a romantic structure that you see in the films that he both makes and produces. Yeah. So, Humpty Sharma Kilohani is directed by Shashank Kaitan. And Ali Abbott plays Kavya Pratap Singh in this film. She is paired off with Varun Dhawan, who is the titular Rakesh Humpty Sharma. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so the the title of the film is Humpty Sharma Ki Dilhani, which is basically what? Humpty Sharma's Bride? Humpty Sharma's Bride, yeah. Yeah. And this movie, like I said before, is very referential to other Bollywood movies. I... You watched this before watching a bunch of the ones it references, specifically DDLJ, which is a big part of the story of the movie. Yeah. But I saw it after seeing a lot of these, and we caught a lot more jokes while watching it. Yeah, it was interesting. This was actually the first film I saw Alia bought in, and she kind of made a huge impression on me. Um, more so than Veronda Wan, who I also like and we'll get to, but you know, I just I was really enamored with Alia Bhatt, and I still am. I, mm-hmm. I think there's something better that, you know... I just feel like I want to be your friend, Matt. I feel like we'd yeah. be good friends. Go yeah. get our nails done together. Well, yeah. If I didn't have you around, I'd go get my nails done with Alia Bot. She's fabulously wealthy. I'm sure she goes to really good nail places. Probably, probably. She wears great clothes. Um, but it was interesting re-watching this film after I'd seen uh, DDLJ and a lot of the other movies that I think it's really pulling from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize the ways in which it's playing with that formula in interesting ways when the first time around I, I kind of did. And it's a way, it's almost like, you know how you see a neo-noir film uh, before, or The Simpsons, like The Simpsons spoofing neo-noir, mm-hmm. before you actually see a noir film? Yeah. And so there's a way that you look at the original thing through the lens of the remix. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know we can't we can't be experiencing a lot of these things fresh. Although, yeah, I mean, I guess you experience this one fresh without mm-hmm. having seen a lot of the references. Exactly, and it's still 
played well. I, I don't think you need to recognize the the film that is playing off of to enjoy this movie. I think it completely stands on its own. Why do, and why don't you set up the, the plot of this one? Sure. Well, Humpty Sharma is, was called Humpty because he was fat when he was little. But he know. is no longer. He's played by Vern Dewani. He's no longer fat. Now he's super jacked, as is every Bollywood hero. <laughs> uh, his father runs a small, I guess, used bookstore next to a university. Yeah. And his life is going okay. He plays pranks on people, gets drunk with his buddies, you know. Kind of a fun little life, but then Alia Bot wanders in and ruins everything. <laughs> ruins everything? Yeah. So she is in town. She's from a smaller village, right? Mm-hmm. And she's come to town specifically to buy a dress that Karina Kapoor wore. <laughs> she wants a designer wedding gown. She is having an arranged marriage and she wants to get a designer dress. She wants mm-hmm. to kind of show up, you know, her relatives and her friends. Well, it's also a kind of way to delay her wedding, too, because she's, you know, i got to get all this money to get this dress. I, I think she's trying to mess with her family a little bit. I don't think it's so much wanting to delay her wedding. I think it's the fact that this is the only thing she can really have control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging over her family's head is the fact that her sister had a love marriage and it went poorly. She came back to the family. She is divorced. Uh, Here's a tip. Never have a love marriage. Yeah. He was abusive and that kind of hangs over her family's head. And so she doesn't feel like she has that option. You know, she feels like her father regrets agreeing to it. Um, that they're still dealing with the shame of her sister's divorce, which I mean, is totally ridiculous to us, but within this family structure is very important. And so she agrees to this love marriage. Sorry. She agrees to this, arranged marriage for the sake of her family and her father. And her dress is the only thing she really has control over. She can't choose her husband who is American and she's going to go off and live in the U S but she can choose her dress. So the first half of the movie is mostly her and Hunty hanging out, trying to make money, which is an intriguing and fun premise for the film. So she's got a bunch of schemes and so does Humpty. And over the course of these schemes, they fall in love with each other and, you know, Put a wrench in the plan. We should say that one of these schemes, though, does involve uh, getting revenge on a boy who has really kind of slighted her friend. Like, has been very callous and used her friend, essentially. There's also a kind of honey trap scene. Is it with that guy where a teacher is involved and Mm -hmm. they they bug a hotel room and get blackmail on people? Like, for a... Ostensibly romantic comedy, that is a little bit dark. It is a little bit dark, but you know, it moves the plot along and gets us to places where we need to go. So they, you know, have the opportunity to fall in love, and then in the second half of the film, he, just like DDLJ, he travels to her family's place, um, and instead of like infiltrating the family covertly and pretending to be someone else, he's just completely upfront and is like, I want to marry your daughter. And her father agrees to let him prove himself, <laughs> to yeah. prove that he is better than uh, Angad, played by Siddharth Shukla. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Angad <laughs> is amazing at everything. Yeah, yeah. He has to prove that he's a better match than Angad. But Angad is like the world's greatest guy. He can cook. Yeah. He doesn't drink. He jogs every morning. He jogs. He's just, I mean, like, I'm kind of in love with Angad. But yeah. But unfortunately, like, Humpty is the the underdog who we all love, right? Like, you want to be with the underdog, not stupid Angad. Yeah. So he has, like, a week to uh, hang around, essentially, what are wedding preparations and prove that 
he loves Kavya and that he's the best guy for her. And so one of the things I really like about this movie is I think it actually fixes a lot of the issues I have with DDLJ. Mm. Um, the first one being Kavya is so much more of kind of a independent woman. Like she's a character with a lot more agency and she's a lot more modern than Kajol is in DDLJ. And now I well, love- she beats Humpty Sharma in a drinking contest. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love Kajol in DDLJ, but here Kavya is not like, Oh, I've never drank before. And fall down the side of a mountain while drinking, you know, no, a classic like, DDLJ scene. I'm going to drink you. And then she does. And she burps in his face. Yeah. And instead of this whole, oh, I got you drunk. And then we slept together. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just joking. Instead, they actually sleep together. And I think and they it's actually... And it's romantic. And they <laughs> referenced that in the movie, which yeah. you hadn't got before. Exactly. Was that this is a direct reference to Shara Khan kind of tricking Kajal in DDLJ and saying, oh, we slept together. Whereas, you know, which, was, which is like a terrible joke. I think that's still kind of a black mark on that film that, that I think is really puts you off of the character of Raj. And mm-hmm. here, they just sleep together. So, like, you can really tell that they're falling out. The relationship here feels a lot more equal mm-hmm. than it does in DDLJ. And I like that when you get to the second half of the film, when he has to kind of court her family, that. He's upfront about things again. I think. Yeah, he's not pretending to be a guy looking to build a beer factory. If I no. remember exactly, Sherhook's plan in that movie. No, he wears his heart on his sleeve. So I think in many ways he comes off as you know more honorable character. I also I like- also like the fact that he's not he. He has faults. They both have faults. Like, Angad is <laughs> this hunk of a man who seems completely perfect. He's basically Indian Superman. He like is. If they made an Indian version, he would be Clark Kent. But he's not the right guy for Kavya. Humpty is. And I love how neither one of these people are perfect, but you can tell that they're perfect for each other. Yeah. I like that the film wants to bring out their weaknesses. And show that, like, they're made for one another. It's not that, like, either one of them is an ideal. And, you know, and Kavya really does, like, stick her neck out on the line for Humpty in a way that I don't think Kajol does for... I can't even remember Kajol's character's name in DDLJ. It doesn't um, matter. It's Sharuka Kajol. That's all you need to know. Yeah, like, but Kajol doesn't stick her neck out as much for Sharuk as I think Alia Bhatt does here for well, Varun Dhawan. Alia... In this, uh, Ali Abad, Kavya, in the film, I'm trying to get away from calling stars by their first names. This mm-hmm. is my uh, New Year's uh, resolution. Um, it's especially hard with Bollywood stars. It is. But I think it does kind of resemble DDLJ in that she is mostly leaving it up to Humpty to figure out how to get out of this problem and kind of visiting him at night. But there is a fun relationship between Humpty and uh, Ashutosh Rana, who plays Kavya's father, who... They kind of dislike each other instantly, mm. but it's because they're so similar. Yeah. And they have way more in common than uh, her father has with On God. Like, they both smoke, they both drink, they will both get in fights if, they're, if their woman gets uh, disrespected in a bar, which happens. Like, they, it, like, he resembles her father so much that he just, he, he sees the faults in himself and thinks, well, I, I want someone better than me to be mm-hmm. with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, and that's a kind of a beautiful symmetry I think within the film that you don't get in 
DDLJ. And I also think that like Javier's relationship with her father is, I don't want to say antagonistic, but she's a lot feistier with him mm-hmm. than Kedril is in DDLJ. She is a lot more willing to stand up to him and say what she wants. She respects her father, mm-hmm. but she's a lot more willing. And also like, I think Kavya just kind of expresses her love in bigger ways. Also, she's the one that gets to do the Shuru Khan pose. Yeah, she does the Shuru pose. I which, love that. Which they've been kind of giving to Varun, like in Diwali, he does yeah. it, and he does it in, uh, oh, what other movie? He does it in another movie. Like, it's like they're grooming him to be the next Shuruk. But in Hunter Sharma Kidalarnia, well, it's actually Ali Abad who's the Shuruk. Yeah, there's some good gender reversals in this film uh, that I I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But I we've compared this a lot to DDLJ, and I do want to stress that I don't think you need to have seen DDLJ to really enjoy this movie. No, it, it's it's a fun sort of um, antidote to things you didn't like about DDLJ, but you saw it before you saw DDLJ and liked it enough to, you know, show it to me. Yeah, I, I think this movie is really lovely. I think it's really enjoyable. I think it's got a good mix of kind of a comedy and drama and romance, you know, tied up in a nice little package. I just, I love the ending of this movie. Not the Saturday, Saturday. But you don't uh, like the big tank that says Humptiness and now how Humpty has a gigantic tribal tattoo. It ends with this kind of club banger that I think is the kind of thing that Irfan Khan is making fun of with his um, Party All Night song. But there's no tank in that song. No, there is no tank in that song. But that's the kind of thing he's making fun of. This, like, making of this kind of, you know, music video just to stick in the movie to draw people's attention to it. Like, the Saturday, Saturday song really has nothing to do with the core No, Kevin doesn't actually party on it at all. The, the song is about a girl who parties on every Saturday, and she actually is not really a partier. She'd I, rather stay home and get drunk. She does go to that that one party, which is a great dance sequence. There is actually a club sequence that is like makes sense within the story. That is awesome. There's I, a, if I remember right, there's a wrestling ring that the DJ is in, and there's also a climbing a climbing wall at the club. So, pretty cool club. And it's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Ali Abad wears this little peplum number, this little peplum top. I also really like that when he's inviting her to that party, he says Western wear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't know. It's details like that that. <laughs> Yeah. I just always find it really interesting because I feel like they give me an insight into um, kind of modern Indian culture. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Karen Johar films, this is probably the most Karen Johariest of these three. And you don't need to really have a lot of background going in, but watching it after gaining some knowledge of other films, you can uh, appreciate more of the jokes. What did you think of the dance sequences here? Um, of the three we're talking today, I think I like them the best. Yeah. The music is kind of all... Not quite dubstep, but it is like current party style songs, mm-hmm. which is nice to see in Bollywood. And you get a little bit of that in Shandar. Also, Veranda One is an amazing dancer. Yeah, he's he's excellent. Yeah, he's... I mean, there's a reason why he's in Anybody Can Dance to an actual dance, like a dance movie. The Bollywood equivalent of the Step Up series, essentially. Um, but he's he's awesome. I love watching Veranda One dance. Speaking and I think him and... Ali Abbott's pairing is is special. I, I felt this even in Student of the Year that her and Veranda Wan have a chemistry that I, I don't necessarily see with Siddharth Maholtra. And I think out of all the pairings here, he's my favorite. He's my favorite kind of 
leading man for Elliot Buck. Of these three, yeah. Of these three, yeah. Uh, so, speaking of the last film in our list, Shandar. Yes. Just came out maybe, what, six months ago? Pretty yeah, within the past six months. Yeah. 2015. And it's, it is directed by an art house director, which is a little bit weird. Art house director? Well, he directed Queen, didn't he? Vickas Ball. That's not an art house film. Well, it's a more art house film than a lot of... It's more art house than these other two. The, these other two were their first films. Yeah. What I'm saying is, <laughs> Vickas Ball went from a highly respected Kangana Renault film that takes place in other countries in Europe and is kind of, I would say, a bit more down to earth mm-hmm. to potentially one of the most weirdest and out of its tree Bollywood films that I've ever seen. I liked it. Shandar. Lots of things you don't see in a lot of Bollywood movies. Lots of CGI, fourth wall breaking, Mm -hmm. and a story that I feel is kind of closer to a modern day Disney movie Mm. than most Bollywood movies. Yeah, I agree with you about kind of the Disney feel of this. It even opens with an animated sequence that sets up the main characters of the film mm-hmm. and gives us kind of this fairy tale like backstory to Alia Bhatt's character. So she plays Alia Aurora, who is, as we see in this uh, opening segment, a young orphan who's adopted into this family by Pankaj Kapoor, who plays Bipran Aurora, and he loves her, but his mother and his wife have no interest in her. Don't understand why he's taken in this orphan. They're referred to as termagants in the uh, uh, subtitles that we got. I, I don't know if that's an exact translation from the Hindi, but mm-hmm. termagant is a wonderful word, and it does describe them very well. These, these two kind of dragon women who are very focused on money and keeping the house together and not really mm-hmm. focused on maybe raising children. But she makes a friend in Bippin's daughter, Aisha. Biological daughter. Yeah, biological daughter, Aisha, played by Sana Kapoor. And also, she suffers from insomnia. So we're left to Weird believe, insomnia. The we're left to believe insomnia. that she doesn't sleep. The She's main not film, slept since at least she was 12. So it's yeah. been at least 10 years of not sleeping. Yeah. So the main film picks up when they are, I believe, in somewhere in the UK, but maybe this was shot in Australia based on the accents, but I think it's supposed to be the UK. Yeah, but they've they've gone overseas for Isha's wedding. For Isha's wedding. She's yeah. being married off to the Fundwani family, I think, uh, but they are Sindhis, which is a uh, ethnic group in India, Pakistan, that region, mm-hmm. and to see them depicted in this film, you would think that they're kind of like... UK chavs or uh, like Zef in uh, South Africa, maybe not quite as like dirty as uh, Diane word, but very focused on gold, gold, material wealth, guns, being super jacked. Like they, it's a, it's very it's a it's a parody. They're very very over the top, and they the bride price for marrying Isha, by the way, is her weight in gold. Oh where her weight is actually a very important part of the movie. She's very insecure about it. And yes, Sanaa Kapoor actually put on weight for this role. Yeah, and the Cindy's are like, oh, look, she's going to be worth so much gold. It's a weird but it's a weird part of the movie. But- yeah, uh, they've set up, the, the Aurora family has set up this marriage because their nondescript business is going under. And so 
In addition to this marriage, they're also getting a merger of wealth. And so they're hoping that the Fondwani family is going to kind of make up for the fact that they're bankrupt. This is also where the title of the film comes in because one of the two family companies is putting out a new fragrance called Shandar. Which the film subtitles as Splendiferous, which I love. And I guess maybe one of the problems with this movie is that it's taken this long to even summarize the reason why the main romantic lead hero is there, Shahid Kapoor. Yeah. He plays Jaginder Joginder. Or JJ. Or JJ, which we're going to call him. He's a uh, marriage consultant at this big castle that the Auroras have rented out for the wedding. Yeah, they also could have called this film Sexy Wedding Planner, Yeah, um, which I think might have been a better title than Shandar. Well, it could be the sequel to Sexy Wedding Planner 1, Ban Bacha Barat. No, that's Sexy Wedding Planners. This is just Sexy Wedding Planners. Oh, so this would be the first one, and then the sequel would be Sexy Wedding Planners. Maybe, Like what who's talking to. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And uh, JJ also suffers from insomnia, and so in their sleepless nights, he falls in love with Alia. And this film, I mean, I don't think we've quite even articulated how weird this film is. Throughout the film, there are a lot of kind of... Fourth wall breaks. Fourth wall breaks, as well as just kind of magical occurrences, like... Well, that wouldn't CGI that would, things yeah. that happen. Things that would not be out of place in a Disney film, like exactly. Elliot Bob makes friends with a frog <laughs> who is around in a lot of movies afterwards. Uh, there's a there's another animated scene when you see uh, Bippin and how he met his wife, who's Isha's daughter, uh, where where Isha's comes from basically. Mm-hmm. There's another sort of Pixar animated scene where they are in the Indian Air Force, which is wonderful. There's a scene where the entire wedding party does shrooms accidentally and go through various CGI, you know, imagination scapes a la, you know, Anchorman, Harold and Kumar. It's in that vein. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, 22 Jump Street, like whatever, Wi-Fi. Like, like this is kind of, this is not at all, I think, what happens when you eat... Weed brownies and, and shrooms and two shrooms. Yeah, eat shrooms, but we're just gonna go with it, just like weird. Yeah, drug trip. it is a full on like out of body hallucination, seeing weird animals and making friends with them. Yeah, yeah, this is a strange movie, but I kind of dig it. Yeah, it's it was a box office bomb. Oh, and big flop. I liked it better than I thought I was going to. It actually does have a fairly sweet heart at the at the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship between uh, Ali Abad and Pankaj Kapoor is they have a really nice uh, you know, father-daughter relationship that evolves quite dramatically over the course of the movie. And uh, Jaginder Joginder and Bipin Aurora have a really good relationship, partially sh- doing, due to the fact that Pankaj Kapoor is Shahir Kapoor's dad and also Sana Kapoor's dad. So it's, yeah. it's a family affair, this film. Yeah, and Alia is playing a character with her own name. So there's kind of like this metatextual level on it of like we know who these people are. And doesn't Shahid Kapoor's grandma appear at one point too? I don't know. There's an actress playing her, but I can believe that that's his actual grandma too. We'd have to look it up. But uh, like this movie, I think it doesn't really rely on knowing that – there's more in these relationships than you think. Mm-hmm. But when you keep that in mind, you do get a little bit more out of it. There's a, the the relationship between Shahid Kapoor and Panchaj, Pan, 
Pankaj Kapoor. It's actually really, really funny. Yeah. They have a really good rapport and kind of screwball, you know, pranks against each other. And there's a really fanciful quality to this film that I really enjoy. Like, I mean, like, drug trips aside, you know, we get these really kind of just silly and romantic scenes where, like, Shahi Kapoor and Ali Abad are, like, letting glue dry on their hands or they're... Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> or they're throwing this, like, delightful bachelorette party for Aisha uh, where Ali Abad wears a, a fake... Where everyone is wearing a fake mustache. Well, it's, like, it's all, a the great women, all the women are cross-dressing as men. Yeah. And... Uh, in addition to wearing a fake mustache, Shahi Kapoor, once, <laughs> once Ali Abad has fallen asleep, he draws a mustache on her, and she has it for about like 20 more minutes of the movie. <laughs> there is a kind of improvisational bit to this movie that I actually really liked. Yeah, me too. And it, it has a really kind of sweet message at its core about kind of being yourself and, you know, gaining your independence and not kind of listening to, you know, all these things that you're supposed to do that you aren't finding happiness out of. Like, instead of putting aside your own happiness for the sake of your family and this company and all this other stuff, you have to be yourself. And, I mean, they they really nail that home with all the stuff about Aisha's weight, which... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of of two minds about because I, I think the film does get to like a really body positive place, but at the same time, it does that by always referencing her weight. And there's lots of shots taken at her, but they're taken at her by the villains. Uh, it's it's weird, but it's also something that never comes up in Bollywood movies. Like, no, you're never seeing anyone who's more than one percent body fat ever in a Bollywood movie. So the fact that she's even in the thing is kind of Interesting in itself. I guess I just wish they would have given her a bit more characterization other than she's chubby. Yeah. I mean, it's she's not falling into Melissa McCarthy style, you know, hijinks of no. falling down, that kind of thing. But she doesn't get a lot more to work with. And we should say, like, she's not fat. Like, no. she's larger than Alia. But, I mean, that's Alia not Bot- hard to Alia do. Alia Bot's maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um... And, you know, I think the film has a lot of sympathy and empathy for her. You know, I think it's squarely, you know, on her side and also doesn't think that she needs to change, unlike this asshole that she's supposed to be getting married to. Yeah. Um, I just wish there was more to her than she's a chubby girl. And she, but she does, she looks great. She's a gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that, you know, she decides by the end of the film, like, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat because that's who I am. Yeah. No one's probably going to watch this movie. It did really <laughs> poorly. So we're not afraid of ruining the ending. Wouldn't you know what? There's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like the dreams that uh, Bippin draws for oh, yeah. Alia. Because she doesn't sleep, she never has any dreams. So every day he draws her a dream, which is a nice little animated cartoon thing. That she can look at instead of actually having a dream. But then she actually does have some dreams, and they also get pretty weird. Like, I like the weirdness in this movie quite a bit. <laughs> Me too. And I I like how it's willing to experiment. I, also, I don't think it's a huge... I think a lot of people were disappointed because Queen was so well-loved, and I think they saw this as kind of, um, you know, a big departure. And I didn't necessarily see that because I think it has these elements, like these kind of pro 
feminist elements to it. There's this extended sequence, um, one of the song and dance sequences where they're having like a competition. It's like between, a family dance battle. Yeah, between the women and the men and, you know, this asshole that Aisha's supposed to get married to. Like, again, it's really focused on physical appearances and that's it and they you know call him out on that he does he does come on the scene with a gigantic bottle of protein which is probably i don't know the size of a suitcase he wheels in with that there's some good criticism in this film about the expectations that i think men have of women you Mm -hmm. know like so i don't think it's a huge departure and i think well it well it is a muddled film it's not completely satisfying and it does kind of have a sketch um, aesthetic that I don't think always works. Yes, it is very um, like a series of short stories. Yeah, um, I I appreciate what it's trying to do, and I do kind of. It doesn't seem out of place that this is you know from the same director as Queen. I kind of see some through lines. Also, Karen Johar has this kind of amazing. Karen Johar appears as cameo. himself in a wonderful cameo, <laughs> which. Again, if you hadn't heard of Karen Johar and what he does most of the time now, which is host Coffee with Karan, the TV show. Well, he's also producing films and he's directing one right now. But yeah, he also does Coffee with Karan. He comes and does the Coffee with Karan gift basket game show thing at the wedding. And the best joke in the whole movie, again, no one's going to watch it, is he, after, you know, some hijinks... He wanders off and says, it's all about your parents, or it's all about loving your parents, which is the tagline of Cabby Cushy Cabby Gum. Yeah, I really love that. And uh, there's a kind of a, a com- comedic side characters, two twins, who uh, who always they, kind of speak in unison, who point out that the house is also just like K3G. Yeah, they basically speak in uh, um, a text speak almost. They're that kind of... OMG, etc. Yeah. They're both knocked up, too, by the end of the movie, somehow. You you get the feeling that they were involved in some other weird movie the rest of the time. Um, This film also has a scene, like a black and white spot color scene that I liked a lot more than what we got into Wale. Yeah. Um, Which, again, was like an interesting joke, because when they're planning out all the stuff that's going to happen in preparations for the wedding, there's going to be a black and white night. And then you get the black and white night, and it's like, oh, the movie's in black and white now. Yeah. I'm always for an interesting failure of a film. Exactly. This is an interesting failure. I think it is a failure. I would rather... I I think I would watch this again over something like Two States, though. (laughs) It's just so off the wall. Like, I would... I want to kind of know what the thought process behind yeah. what the movie was. Yeah, I, I completely agree that this is a failure, but there's a lot of interesting things happening within this failure. And I do think that uh, Ali Abad and Shahid Kapoor are both doing excellent work. Um, and uh, Pankaj Kapoor, I also really like him. We mm. previously saw him in a Finding Fanny where he was also pretty awesome. I really like him. He's, he's great as a charismatic old man. Uh, in that one, he's a kind of more of a horn dog, but in this one, he's just like a sweet old Disney dad. He's got like, dare I say, sex appeal that I find like you know other actors of kind of his generation, like Rishi Kapoor, don't have. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I don't know, there's something. He's a handsome little guy. <laughs> there's something about him. Yeah, I really like him. Uh, and he spends most. He spends a big chunk of the movie in a bathrobe that says like. Uh, I'm the greatest or something. Other. Like, one gets the sense that even for a Bollywood movie, the script for this one was being made up on the spot. Yeah, okay. So you keep saying no one's going to check this movie out, but would you rec- actually recommend people seek it out? 
In order of preference, I would think that people should definitely go see Hump to Charme, Kidohania. Yeah. I think that one is just super fun, good time with the movies all around. If you're interested in the collision between uh, North and South India in two states, it's it's a solid movie. It's maybe a bit long, maybe a bit dry. I think it's the best made film out of these three. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's certainly more in the classic cinema you know, genre. Yeah, but I think sometimes being a well-made film doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the one you're going to have the most fun watching. It's not going to be the most entertaining. Yeah, and Shandar High might have had more fun watching. <laughs> I don't know. It's if you're already on the train for Ali Abad, if you've seen all four other movies she's in, why not watch Shandar? Like, it is two and a half hours of your life gone, but. It's pretty interesting. You can see what she was up to for the last six months. And the dance sequences, I would say, are pretty good on the whole. Yeah. If you like dance sequences, check this out. And Shahid Kapoor, very, very funny. Very different from his role in Hater. Oh, very, very different. And very, like, charming. I think, like, of all the the leading men we have in these three films, well, I think she has the best chemistry chemistry with Varun Dewan. Uh Shahid Kapoor's JJ is the one I most want to, to sweep me off my feet. He's super charismatic. Shandar is definitely the funniest, too. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, just kind of off-the-wall humor and, again, improvisational jokes that they made up in the editing room. It's, you know, it's worth watching. Well, as this, It's our... not the fiasco that it turned out to be financially. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, again, like, I don't disagree that it's a bit of a failure, but it's not unwatchable. It's actually kind of... It's really breezy in the end. Yeah. But as this is our Valentine's Day episode. Which film do you find the most romantic? Humpty Shara Kidohanya. Yeah, me too. Easily. Me too. Um, the framing story of two states is showing that their relationship is actually very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's more about romancing the family. Whereas Humpty Shara Kidohanya is... You could take it as a given that they would work entirely yeah i think they have the most well-matched kind of couple and and i'm not just saying like ali abat and veronda one i i think the characters that we have here are the most well-matched like in chandar it's just kind of like they're good for one another because they're both insomniacs and they cure each other's insomnia yeah whereas i actually think like the characterization you have in humpty sharmakidelania is like the closest thing to quote-unquote true romance not at all related to the film True Romance, but, you know, what I think of as kind of effortless and true love. Yeah. So that's Valentine's Day. Yes. Pick up an Ali Abad film when you're with your sweetheart. Yeah. And Aaron, how can people keep in touch with this podcast once they've watched all three of these movies and they want to let us know how much they like the podcast? Uh, you can follow us on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at Bollywood Pod. We also have a Facebook page that you can go and like and interact with the show. You can also follow us individually on our own Twitter accounts. Mine is Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. And I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. If you like the show, we encourage you to leave us a review on iTunes and we'll read it out at the top of our next episode. It really helps in getting new eyes on it. It helps us you know, stay in the notable rankings on iTunes and people mm-hmm. want to get more people to check us out. And we will be back in two weeks with another um, romantic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a couple of really like heavy and darker films. 
So we're going to keep the romance going and we're going to be looking three films from Imitaz Ali, Jab We Met, Love Ajakal, and the recent Tamasha. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.